for most American Christians, Easter is a one-day event, a glorious, a wonderful, hopefully a beautiful and joy-filled day, but one day. For the church, for the church, as most of you know, it is a season. It is a 50-day season. Easter was found to be so powerful, so monumental and life-changing, transforming, that it needed a full 50 days of celebration, exploration, and understanding. So this morning I want to look at some, some of the ways that the church helps us understand those meanings and look particularly at two symbols, if in three different ways. First, the Paschal candle, and then the fact that you will find the confession of sin only rarely in an Easter service. The Paschal candle. The Paschal candle, we are instructed. During the Easter season needs to be near the altar, near another symbol for us of the presence of God, not next to the baptismal font or in the closet, but prominent, present. First of all, this candle is a reminder that with the resurrection, with the bringing back of Jesus to life, all of us, not just Jesus, are promised eternal life. That's why when we do a memorial or funeral service, the candle always stands near the casket or urn, a reminder of the promise, the gift of eternal life. In a liturgy for the funeral, it says in the proper preface, because to your faithful people, life is not ended in death. It is changed. And there is for us in death the promise of eternal life together with God in heaven. Or, as a colleague of mine says, life is a game with extra innings. Only if that were true for my beloved Red Sox. <laughs> Marguerite Higgins was a correspondent during the Korean War. One day, one cold, bitter winter day, 
after a terrible defeat. She approached a mud-covered marine, and as he opened his can of sea rations, she asked him, if I could give you anything in the world, what would you want? The Marine thought just an instant and said, tomorrow, tomorrow, because of the resurrection, not only that Marine, but all his comrades that died in that battle will have tomorrows upon tomorrows upon tomorrows. And they will be in a place where it is not cold or muddy, where all the tears are wiped away, where the spears have been beaten into plowshares, and the lion and the lamb rest together. The promise of tomorrows for all of us. Secondly, the Paschal candle, the Passover candle, the Easter candle, is a reminder to us of the living, vital, life-giving presence of Jesus Christ. Not only within us, but among us, living, presence now. And so, in this morning's gospel story, we read a story about the presence. The presence in the particular way that Jesus was among his closest disciples shortly after the crucifixion and resurrection. Alive, recognizable, flesh and bones, eating fish, if you would. Now, to some of you, that may seem a fanciful story. Hard, difficult, to believe, mythical. I, I got to tell you, not, not for me. And so I, I'm going to ask you this morning to imagine with me what happened in that experience. The closest friends, the disciples of Jesus, a number of women most probably, are huddled together, petrified, 
that what happened to their beloved friend and teacher and Lord would befall them as well. And then as they shuddered, all of a sudden, he is among them, talking, breathing, recognizable. Now, now before I say something else about that, remember who was in that room. The 11, the women, mostly folks we have gotten to know over the last few months. We have gotten fond of them, these bumbling fools, cowards, deniers. As Jesus prayed that last night, begged them to pray with me and stay awake an hour, they immediately went to sleep. When he asked for companionship, they ran away. The head of them all, Peter, loudmouth, brave, boisterous Peter, quivers before a servant girl and denies him three times. And at the crucifixion, if not all, then virtually all run away. This is that cadre. And Jesus is among them. And the first thing he says is, peace be with you. Do you have any idea how precious you are to me? I mean, say it in Hebrew. Shalom, my brother and sister. I long to be among you. You know, when I see a photograph of a tsunami and houses are piled up like a child's toys in the corner of their room and boats are piled up on top of each other in the city square, I know something has happened, something with a power I can't even imagine has just changed everything. Something happened to those bumbling cowards and fools. Something unimaginably powerful that allowed them to accept themselves forgive themselves. You know what else Jesus said? 
and, and if I haven't lost you already, <laughs> he said, you know, God and I agreed that this was the time to come to earth to begin the recreation of creation, the healing of a broken world, the bringing about of unity. And I did not get very far. Barely to the suburbs and into Jerusalem. God and I trust you 11 to do all the rest to change the world and they did something incredibly wonderful happened in that room So before I sit down, I want to point to the way we remember that wonderfulness. You will not or will rarely see the confession of sin and absolution in the Easter services. Not that we don't sin anymore. I keep missing the mark. I still have my donkey days. <coughs> But we all need to stop and realize that a greater reality is that we have been accepted and forgiven to free us for the healing of a broken world. Let me finish not with a story as I normally do, but to reading a playful poem. It is wonderful to know that after the dawn of Easter, the Bethlehem star will shine again. Mary of Nazareth will outlive Herod the Great and even Pilate. It is wonderful to know that the widow's tears turn to joy and that the Father's arms are always open. It is wonderful to know that the Last Supper becomes the first Eucharist and the farewell discourse is about never going away. It is wonderful to know that the Samaritan finds us and Peter is forgiven. It is wonderful to know that the tomb is empty and our hearts can be full. It's wonderful to know that the three women magi, you hear that? the three women magi announce Easter and that all our doubts are changed into the bread and wine of faith. It's wonderful to know that because Christ is risen, 
you and I are the resurrection and the life. May that hope, may that reality, may that Easter joy fill and transform all of our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.